Thanks for joining us today for TED Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Proper training is the key to giving people the knowledge and tools to be successful. However, managing safety training can be overwhelming and time-consuming. Over 80% of injuries are human error. 81% of safety managers say that breaking workers free from their task is a major problem. Total Health and Safety Solutions now offers online training that will provide excellent content to your employees and make scheduling time much easier. It's important to ensure your safety training is meeting regulatory requirements, measurable, retained, and verifiable. We want to help you make safety training easy and effective, alleviating the worry, wondering if workers are being trained properly so they can perform tasks safely. Our online training, TED-Ed, gives many options to meet your specific needs and is offered in multiple languages. It's as easy as one, two, three. Go to our website at healthandsafetynow.com, click on TED-Ed in the top right corner, pick a topic, click start, and create your own account. It's that simple. With our online training, you will have greater accountability, the ability to verify training, flexibility of scheduling, improved retention, no worries with language barriers, and more time to focus on other safety needs. If proper training isn't done, injuries will continue and OSHA issues will arise. So please check out our online training. Again, it's as easy as one, two, three. Go to healthandsafetynow.com. Please join us in welcoming Tim Piggott. Recently retired, Tim has held positions in safety, including a corporate safety director working in the manufacturing and construction industries. Skilled in workplace safety, risk management, construction safety, Navy nuclear and accident investigation, Tim has a strong background in safety and operations. He served in the Navy for 23 years prior to his career in safety. We thank him for his service. Hey, Tim, how are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, Ted. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Hey, we're excited to have you on our show on Ted Speaks because you and I have worked together for uh, several years and have been good friends. And and so I'm excited for you to share a lot of your knowledge that uh, you have. Could you kind of give our uh, listeners a little bit of background about you, Tim? Uh, A little bit of background. I was a Navy guy. I did 23 years in the Navy. Thank you for your service. Thank you very much. And your wife too. Yes. Yeah. Loved it. 23 years, traditional sailor, enlisted. Yeah, loved every minute of it. If I could do it all over again, I would. Retired back in 2011, got into a safety role with Bolt Construction, was offered a job with Bolt. Uh, I did that for a little over seven years, really gained a lot of knowledge and enjoyed the uh, that career field. Really, I've met a lot of awesome people and just really that's what got my foot in the door with safety was bulk construction. Uh, they had a pretty impressive safety program. Uh, I did that for, like I said, a little over seven years. And then 
basically headed up their Minnesota operations group for safety, left that and went to Great Lakes Mechanical, where I worked at Great Lakes for a little over four years as a safety director for their company. They did not have anything like formally in place for safety. So it was a pretty challenging time, basically building a safety program from scratch. Yeah, loved it. Very good company. Met a lot of good people there also. And then you retired to work on the house that you're currently working on, right? (laughs) Yes. So you talk about at the last place, building the safety kind of from scratch and taking that on yourself. In doing that, I'm assuming you had to bring people on. And we wanted to ask a little bit about, I don't know if you, you know, worked with a younger generation of employees there or brought younger people on that you had to train while you were building that. Can you talk a little bit about that with us? As I mentioned, coming into Great Lakes, there was no turnover. There was nobody actively working safety for the company. So uh, things were being done on a safety level by the upper leadership, the upper management, but they were rarely out in the field. So that was pretty much my first challenge was just getting my name out there, getting out in the field, trying to basically recruit some safety advocates out there in the field that that show a common interest in safety. So everyone's kind of on the same page when you're trying to build not only a safety process, but probably like we talk about a lot, a culture, right? Yes. Were there any challenges? I'm sure you said there was challenges with that process. Any that stuck out as more challenging than, than some others? I don't know. A lot of places we go as a safety professional, You've got variances out in the field with with people, basically how much of their understanding there is of safety. New employees nowadays get quite a bit of safety training before they actually even hit the field, which is really nice. I think one of the, the more challenging aspects was just guys that were already out in the field doing their job. Change. Might even have a lot of, yes, the change of a new guy coming in. You got to be... You got to be subtle. You know what I mean? It's like you put out the expectations, but you just can't flip it like a switch and expect those results the next day. What do you mean? You can't just all of a sudden put out a switch and then just start firing everybody that you don't need. And then you just uh, start all over, right? Isn't that that the way it works? uh, And it's tough. That's something I think a lot of safety professionals coming into this don't realize is you're trying to change behaviors. You know, and if you've got a guy that's been doing his particular job for 20 plus years, it it could be a real challenge. Even if you want to just, I don't know, inject like one little aspect of his job just to make it safer or just to get him to realize that, hey, you know, a lot of the work these guys do out in the field, it's dangerous work, you know, but they do it so routinely it's easy. It's easy for those guys to become complacent, you know? Yeah, that's a very good good word, complacent, because when, you know, I pose the question, what has it been like working with, with some of the younger employees, people might think that is challenging in itself. New people, maybe they, they have an education, but this is the first time actually applying it in real life. But what you're saying is sometimes there can be even more challenges with people who have been doing it so long. It's kind of, that's the way it's always worked for me. They're, like you said, complacent. Sometimes sounds like that could be even more challenging, correct? Correct. Yeah, there could be, uh, I mean, a lot of places, even like mentorship, everybody 
talks about, you know, your older employees mentoring your younger employees. And I'm sure some of that happens out there in the field, but a, a lot of guys, I don't know, it, they're either tuned out on that or they're a hundred percent all buy-in on it. And that's where us as safety professionals can kind of bridge that gap a little bit and try and get that process moving in the right direction. I'm sure you've never heard that before. I heard this phrase that I'm going to say to you now, Tim, ever before in the field is, oh, that's the way we've done it all, all my career. So uh, I don't understand what the problem is, right? You've probably never heard that one before. <laughs> oh, that's all the time. <laughs> well, and how, how do you work with that when somebody says that to you? How do you work with that particular comeback? Well, you got to kind of do it in baby steps. Usually as soon as you get a comment like that, to me, I look at it as a challenge, like, all right, let me put some time in to show this individual basically why we're here, why, why doing this the way I'm suggesting versus maybe the way he was doing it. Cause our goal is always to make sure that people go home safe. So that challenge, and that's where you got to put, that's where you got to put some time in. And it always helps too, if you have support from a lot of your superiors that, that work in that same field, you know, because really the, the people that you run into a, a tough time with on these type safety topics they're actually few and far nowadays. I think the message in the construction field is pretty clear. And all your major uh, contractors, they're all on board with safety. It's just, it's getting down to that deck plate level where your junior guys, as well as some of your aging senior guys, all get the message and comply. When I like what you said too about, you know, taking baby steps when you're making changes. I mean, it would be great if you decided what the change needed to be and it could happen overnight, but that's not realistic. And not everyone takes the time to do those baby steps. And like you said, you are willing to go out there and take the time, make the step, take the steps to form the relationship so people understand the change, not just comply. So I think that's, you know, an important part of implementing change. Also, you talked about mentorship, and that's true. Sometimes it's easier said than done if you have an employee that's been around for a while. You kind of take for granted that maybe they're the right person to mentor some of the younger people coming in. But we always kind of say just because you're very good at your job doesn't mean you're a good teacher. So I think finding that person, do you kind of try to look for those people that can actually teach to be those mentors, not everyone's going to be good at that. How do you handle that? And I mean, that's a real challenge out there because let, let's face it, a lot of times those guys that would make a good teacher are also your awesome worker who pretty much handles everything out in the field. So, you know, to try and be like, hey, man, pull him aside. You think you could take this guy under your wing a little bit? And that's not always in the cards. You know, it all depends on the individual and just how busy they are. Some guys just don't have the time. You know, I, I've had guys tell me, hey, you know what? I, I would love to do it. I think you're absolutely spot on on this. However, I'm doing these 10 items right now and I just don't have the time, you know, to to do that because it does take time, you know? Yeah, it, it really does, you know, and 
knowing what to do and how to explain that to them. And it takes patience. <laughs> I think it's probably it the, the key word there. But you've worked both in the field and in the office. And sometimes that can be a struggle for uh, safety professionals. What would you give for a recommendation as far as the office stuff is important, but the field stuff is also important. So where's that balance, I guess, is kind of what I'm asking. Or where do you find that balance? Excellent question. I always find, especially me, I was pretty much a one a one man team over there at Great Lakes. You have to spend the time in the field. It's it's easy to get caught up in the office because a lot of that paperwork and stuff it it doesn't go away. It'll be waiting for you when you get back. <laughs> Unfortunately, it all grows. But to get your bang for the buck as a safety professional, you have to be out in the field. You have to be talking to your your guys out there getting a feel for what's going on looking ahead looking ahead at different projects if you got big projects coming up you, you need to be talking to your project managers and making sure that you can come up with game plans for certain evolutions that they might be working on in the field that could be a real challenge i don't know how many times you know i i get hit up hey i'm doing this roof job over here every job requires a lot of personal time to get out there take a look at the circumstances and then formulate a good game plan with that team so that they can proceed forward and then basically just have no issues. Well, you look at, at what you just said and those several steps, right? You go out there, you're showing that you care about your employees, right? You're looking at the planning of the, of the work. And not only that, you're also telling everybody else that we value safety within our organization just by doing that versus being in the office and, you know, just trying to get that last couple of stuff that we have to get done because the government says we have to or whatever it may be on the worker comp side, you know, tons of stuff, right? But that's really where uh, rubber meets the road, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, you throw in like side inspections and, you know, OSHA walkthroughs. There's just, there's a ton of stuff that pops up. But unless you're spending the time out in the field with your guys, you'll struggle through that bigger stuff unless you take the time to, uh, to tune up the little stuff out in the field. Yeah. Well, you know, and being out in the field, you also learn about people's issues, right? And that they yes. can take their mind away from it. So you can kind of watch that and monitor that a little bit more and, and try to help that particular individual with whatever may be going on in the family. We all have those, you know, type of issues. and Distractions. And, right. And they aren't going to tell you about them over the phone and stuff like that. And face-to-face is how you learn those. So, yeah, I, I agree completely with you, Tim. Tim, what are some of your takeaways as a safety professional? If you had to name a few, uh, or I just think, one? <laughs> no, I think big thing. seventy-two. We need we need seventy-two, <laughs> and I'm starting now. Ready, go. You have to practice what you preach. Okay, that goes without saying. That goes with just about anything. If you want to be successful, is you, you have to lead by example and uh, and do that. Just that. Practice what you preach. So. You know, when you're out in the field, make sure you got your all your PPE on. Look for those those shortcut habits that people might have out there, and uh, and you never jump on a guy like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Unless it's it's you know something critical, life or death. But you always pull somebody aside and say, "Hey, man, there's how about trying it this way?" Or you know, you never want to uh, scald anybody out in front of all their guys. You you want to kind of pull them aside and say, "Hey." Maybe next time we could try it this way, you know, and turn everything into kind of like a learning moment. I've had many incidents where I've, I've seen something that just wasn't right. And depending on the crowd, a lot of times I turn that into like a teaching moment, basically shut down everything that's going on, grab all those guys that are around there, even if they weren't even from my company. 
and say, hey guys, take a look at this. This is what I noticed. What do you guys see about this? What do you guys think is wrong? And make them come up with the answer, how we could do something better. Yeah, and that's a really good point. And you wouldn't be able to do that if you weren't taking the time to be there in person. And I like what you said, you know, practice what you preach. It sounds simple, but I think it's forgotten a lot. And sometimes it's always in the approach we take with people. It it makes a big difference how you approach something with someone if you really want to get good results. So I, I like that reminder, practice what you preach. Yes. You know, what? what is it like taking safety into the next phase? What I'm talking about is your retirement, Tim. What is it like taking safety into, you know, even the project you're doing now, you're building a house. So do you take it on with you as you go on into your, what do they call it, sunset years? <laughs> <laughs> sunset years. <laughs> yes, that's what they call it. He's uh, <laughs> so busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you and I spoke the other day on the phone, that you're more busy now than you were when you were working. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I do enjoy it. It's kind of like you work for yourself. You know, you make your own work lists for the day or the week. Yeah. But you're not really being held to uh, a huge time constraint. So I, I put a lot more time into the quality end of things that I've been doing. Far As far as going into retirement, little stuff. I'm always challenged here because especially with building this house, it's basically the same as a construction site. You know, you got a lot of a lot of ladder usage, hearing protection type stuff if I'm using a lot of power tools and watching like what other family members are doing, you know, coming in out of your work area. If the kids have friends over, like we talk about it, my wife and I quite a bit with the kids on whatever's going to be going on in certain sections of the house so that they all understand. But if they bring friends over, you got to get them in the loop, you know? True. Do you do a safety orientation for them when they come over? I bet you that's a big hit. A toolbox talk? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, just so everybody understands, Tim has seven kids, so he's crazy. Yeah, that's not crazy, is it? Well, there's another word for it too, but I'm not going to say that over the air. <laughs> Just kidding, Tim. It's good that you know everyone takes safety home with them, right? We've mentioned that before on our podcast. It's you know a lot is talked about workplace safety, but we want everyone to be safe everywhere, and to keep that in your mind at all times is very important. So that's very very good, and we really are excited for you to enjoy this next phase. And good luck on the project with the house. That's a big undertaking, but that comes from two two people that are not handy. So Nor want to be. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no uh, great, uh, Tim. And thank you for being on the show today. I really, uh, really like all the times that you and I have talked and the many years that we worked together. I really respect the great job that you have done and continue to do. So congratulations to you and, and your retirement. And also now, me being the positive safety coach, as you know, want to have a little fun with you. So the question is, are you ready? And these are jokes that you can take back to Tucker when you get done, by the way. (laughs) So, hey, everybody, this is Ted. You want to move your career along quicker? Allow me to be able to mentor you. Time for mentoring within a lot of our organizations is tough. Time is little. 97% of mentees say it is very valuable for their career to be mentored. It is a tough job that just doesn't have enough time for safety professionals sometimes. I have mentored over 100 safety professionals in my career, and we are the best at mentoring safety professionals because we understand the work. We have a simple three-step process to get you started. Go to healthandsafetynow.com, click on the black button in the top right corner, fill out the information, and submit. It is that easy, and we can get started tomorrow. Look forward to hearing from you. Have a super safe day.
Okay. I have the first one here. What did the dog say when he was asked what two plus two is? Oof. Uh, no, not oof. That wasn't right. <laughs> oh, no, you got me on that. Nothing. Dogs don't talk. <laughs> oh, what got, a good one, huh? Uh, <laughs> I thought I lost you there. <laughs> oh, no. He's, he's in shock. All right. Okay, here's the last one. Yes. Then, then we'll let you go. <laughs> and you can tell us which one was better, of course. Why can't trees be trusted? Why can't trees be trusted? Ah, uh, because they're always leaving. Oh, that's oh, not bad. That's close. On the same token, they are shady. Uh-uh. Uh, dun, dun. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, Tim. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you and kind of learn more about you, your house, your kids, whatever, <laughs> uh, how would they go about doing that? Uh, I could be reached. My phone number is 920-810-1369. Or I could be reached at my email, which is pigot, P-I-G-O-T-T, Tim at gmail.com. Perfect. Yes. And I also just want to let the viewers know, if you do decide to call Tim, do not plan on him picking up since he's retired. <laughs> he rarely picks up the phone. So just leave it on voicemail. Well, he's busy. Yeah, he is. He's more busy than he was before. So, all right. Thanks for being on the show. Have a great, super safe day. Thanks, Tim. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Ted Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week. Oh, 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 oh